It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Valentine's Day, bah! That's going to be a theme of the next half hour, Valentine's Day, bah! Hi, Cammie. Well, hi, Bob. How are you? Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> Valentine's, bah! Uh, Come bah. on now. We're going to have a great conversation. Paige Dempsey's in the house today. Welcome, Paige. It's great to meet you finally and see you live in person. Paige is a relationship and life coach. Welcome to RTBS. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Valentine's Day, bah, across the glass. Now, before we get to all things dating and how do we even do this kind of thing nowadays, how did you get to where you are today? Tell us about yourself a little. Well, I have what I like to call a nonlinear career path. So I started in college admissions. I went oh. to law school, ah. which <laughs> most life coaches obviously do. Um, practiced as a lawyer for a little bit. Didn't love it. And I think I understood why later. Had a small business, got into nonprofit work. In my nonprofit work, I got into strategic planning and facilitation. Mm-hmm. So that was helping groups get unstuck and sure. move forward. And a couple of years ago, I um, started following some coaches that I liked and mm-hmm. then went on to get my certification. Wow, nonlinear. <laughs> nonlinear <laughs> to sure. be sure. Wow, well, how does this compare to the, everything else you've done? Do you love this? I love it so much, and I love it both personally and professionally. I, uh, this coaching work that I've done has been so transformative for me Yeah. in a way that some other things haven't been. Sure. Um, the coaching school that I went to surrounded me with some of the most authentic, caring, compassionate coaching leaders mm-hmm. um, that you could imagine. So it's 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 been all good. It's a little hard to be self-employed sometimes. Sure. But, yeah. Um, the wisdom and the learning has been amazing. I bet. So kind of learning as you go along. Learning as you go along, learning through practice, learning through how other people do coaching, you right. know, and how to hold space for all kinds of different things that come up. So sure. Now, I've been in therapy since I was old enough to walk. So mm-hmm. how is that different than coaching? I've never been coached. So what's the difference between coaching Ooh, and therapy? Let's set up a session and then okay. you can try it for yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we get asked that question a lot. I think you definitely start with a therapist if you have some really presenting mental health issues mm-hmm. that need an official diagnosis or something. Sure. People sometimes say that therapy helps heal backwards and coaching helps people move forward. Oh, okay. That's I like that. Yeah, it's fine. But I think sometimes therapy is kind of coaching-esque. And sometimes a lot of times coaching can be really therapeutic. And yeah. we do go back and heal some of our stuff from childhood and whatnot. So the the thing I like about coaching is our job or my job is to not solve your thing for you. Right. It's to help you find those insights ah. to sort of solve it for yourself, number one. And okay. number two, I like to give people some tools mm-hmm. so that you don't have to wait a week to see me to start noodling on like, well, how could I figure this out? You ah. know, because when I've done therapy, you're kind of like, yep, got to wait till the next session. Wait. I can't do anything until I talk to my therapist. And, right. you know, really, that's 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 not super empowering. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of us have 
stuff inside of us that we we can work on getting to some answers on but also having a coach or a therapist is like great to have somebody walking alongside you exactly so there's similarities but yet differences yeah so you had to get certificates to become a coach right because you can't just be like well i'm a life coach come well see me. that's it we could talk a whole but a whole lot about that you could just say i'm a life coach come see me that uh, is uh, not a it's not really a highly regulated industry right now. So to practice as a doctor or a lawyer, you know, you have to be certified or barred or whatever. Yep. Um, there are life coaching certifications. Okay. But, you know, some people say, hey, I'm really good at giving advice. I'm a life coach. And <laughs> what I have learned about coaching. <laughs> yeah. The number one thing I do is I don't give people advice. Okay. Got it. Because that's not my place. It's right. to help you figure out like what's best for you. So I am a certified life coach. I've got three certifications in life, okay. different aspects of coaching. Um, and that's, you know, each one of those have offered me tools and growth and like things I can offer to people in terms of their healing journey. Sure. So you are certified life coach and relationship coach? Or is I it mean, kind of one of the same? Yeah, I think you just call it what you want. You know, like people get a life coaching certification and then like I could do be a leadership coach or I could be a relationship coach or right. I could be a financial coach. And then each one of those areas have different interesting specialties and things. Okay. But this relationships is an area that I am particularly interested in. So that's where I tend to focus. So why so interested in relationship coaching? Um, I will tell you, I'm particularly interested in women uh -huh. and how they experience relationships uh -huh. because a lot of the times we struggle quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of people pleasing and we do a lot of outsourcing of our self-worth to mm -hmm. what does my mom, brother, father, sister, <laughs> coworker, boss, yeah. partner. Yeah, you're right. Think of me. And that's what we're taught to do. But then the goalpost is always moving. So mm -hmm. if one day your partner comes home and says, I love you, then you think, well, I'm amazing. And if the next day they come home and they're grumpy, then you think, well, something's wrong with me. Right. Boy, you nailed that one, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> and then now dating, you know, from our conversations, I got married late and I'm now divorced. And then, you know, dating adds a whole new layer of complication that because yeah. if you go out with somebody two or three times or you text it on a dating app, then they ghost you, which is not uncommon. You know, the default is women. Yeah. What's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, so glad you're here to tell us all this. This is not about you. A, this is just kind of how it goes. And B, we just, that is so, if you have to be a different person for everybody you know. Ugh, exhausting. Exhausting. This yeah. is why women are always exhausted. So, right. you know, what I want to do on the dating relationship front. Mm-hmm is let women know and teach women how to have a more empowered dating experience so we're not always at the whim of did he text me did he not text me do i have a message is it on the app did he ghost me? you know like yeah no we I don't have to feel terrible about that all the time right nor should we but it's hard it's hard because that whole thing about being a woman and what people think of us and how do we look that has been around since the start of this planet yeah it has never changed and it's so heartbreaking I mean, I want to walk around like a guy, like everybody likes me, everybody thinks I'm cool, I'm great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they don't even think about no. it. No, and us women, I don't know. But so I'm really interested because, you know, I have never used a dating app. I just got lucky. I just never, all my relationships, I think, started before that. So have yeah. things gotten worse because of all the social apps, do you think, as far as dating goes? Or they just maybe complicated things? Um, That's a, I mean, I don't know what the answer to that question is. Things are just different yeah 
And, you know, I have used the dating apps myself. Yeah. There could be a lot of frustration around dating apps. Like, I acknowledge that. But then women and men have to remember dating apps are just a tool to meet new people. Right. I mean, do people still... I would like to think that people still like bump into somebody and like, oh, butterflies, like that has to still happen. I don't know if it happens as much. Or what I see a lot of women say is I'll be in a Facebook group and somebody will post, I'm tired of the dating apps. Where do I meet men? And I'm like, okay, but wait a minute. You can go to all the baseball games and basketball games and, you know, whatever games you want. But Uh if you're standing in the corner, you know, you got to take some ownership of your own dating experience. So I will give you a good example. I love my coaching. I also have been working from home since before Uh the pandemic. I'm kind of aching to go back to work because I just miss this, like being with people and camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I've been doing? What? I've been looking on the the apps. I've been looking on LinkedIn and other Uh places. But I've also been connecting, communicating, reaching out, networking, having coffee with people I barely know, sending my resume to people. So old school, old school. And guess what? That's what's going to be productive for me, I think. And I think dating is very similar. Like, Cammy, hey, I'm single. Do you know anybody? Hey, this person, that person. You know, you just have to take control and, and not let dating apps be the only avenue and then be pissed that they're not working. Exactly. <laughs> or if you want to use them, like you got to let 90% of that roll off your back. Exactly. And then focus on the 10% that might have some potential. Amen for that. I love this. So huh. so tell us how you work then. With You work one-on-one with folks and how what does that look like when somebody comes to you and says, I need your help? Yeah. What happens? Well, one thing that I like that uh, several of my coaches that I learned from say is all roads lead to Rome. So if you come in and say, hey, I'm frustrated with dating or I'm frustrated with relationships or even I'm my relationship with my mom or my my coworker. Sure. Um, you know, we don't follow a set agenda per mm-hmm. se, kind of like whatever comes up that week is what okay. comes up. I typically work with people in like a three month container or like I like to think of it like a, a retainer. So you're not... Okay. You know, we're not going to solve it all in one week. Right. No. And so, you know, I know when I have been to therapy, I'm like, okay, let's make our next appointment, whatever. And I say, we're on for three months to start with. So right. just so we know, and you know, like you get that, you know, Thursday every, you know, Thursday at 10 a.m. or something like that's yeah. your time. Mm-hmm. And we just go from there. And so each time we meet, you would come with something that you feel stuck on. I would help you kind of examine like, well, why are you feeling stuck? And like, what are some other ways we could tee this up Mm -hmm. that feel more spacious or more, you know, open to finding some solutions or changes or better feelings or better thoughts than the ones that you're feeling stuck on. Exactly. Have you seen or have you noticed any differences in people coming for help with any kind of relationship since COVID? Because I feel like nobody's okay. Nobody's been okay for a long time. And I mean, has that affected your business at all? Um, You know, I started my coaching journey like right around when COVID started. So I don't have a lot of comparison of before and after. But Mm -hmm. most of the stuff I see is not COVID related. It's again, self-confidence, self-worth, relationship with self, relationship with others. Um, I also coach in a contract program for doctors. So, you know, I have my own coaching practice. Mm -hmm. And then I also do contract coaching for women physicians who are high earning. And, you know, again, they they just sign up and then we start talking and it could be about work stress. It Mm -hmm. could be about my boss this. It might be my husband that. It could be my daughter this. But we're all coming back to the same struggles, right? They just kind of wear different outfits. So um, it's fun. You know, I was talking to one of my colleagues the other day, coaching is so rewarding because you can literally sometimes just see the shoulders go, 
the, like the mm-hmm. release. Yeah. Or the eyes maybe light up like, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. Right. Oh, there's this other thing. You know, there's there's these other pathways that I didn't know about. Or, you know, I try to throw in some humor sometimes yeah. and like break it up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's so interesting. So in regards to uh, the people that you see, is it mostly women or do guys come to you too? I have coached men. I'm open to coaching men. I'm happy to coach men because, you know, healthy men are what women are looking for. Amen. Um, my practice is focused on coaching women because we are the ones who have been socialized from the beginning of time to take on all these different roles and expectations in our families and in our relationships. Yep. And so that's an area that I'm more particularly passionate about. Okay, good. Because I wanted to ask you, on one on your website, one of the pages said, women feel bad dating a lot of the time. And it's like, oh, I hate that. But it is it mostly, again, because of everything that's been ingrained. And if a guy doesn't call us back, then we take that so personally. I mean, what is that about? I mean, I have to be honest. <laughs> it's, I think, some percent of women's experience... I think part of it is women probably process and are disappointed or people pleasing or I didn't pick Mm -hmm. me. I do have to tell you, though, there's a lot of bad behavior by men. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in some Facebook groups with women or single women and they share screenshots and they, you know, share conversations that are inappropriate or whatever. And I'm like, gosh, what is going on here? So So what is that about? I mean, what's up with the dudes? I don't know what's up with the dudes. Somebody help the dudes. There's (laughs) dudes, you guys need to get it together. I've seen some of those screenshots, too. And I think, thank God I'm married. And but I'm you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, Like, how are you? What what woman is going to be like, yay, (laughs) when they get screenshots? Or I don't know. I don't get it either. I will say, though, that sometimes what gets frustrating Mm -hmm. in the part where women feel bad is they go, oh, I got this, you know, look at the screenshot. And this guy was in this conversation. I'm like, you've already spent too much energy worried about the negative guy cut and run block and delete yeah. like yeah. let's th- now we've even like exacerbated or they write back and then he writes back and what do you think you know i'm like why are we doing this it's the wrong place to put your energy right yeah. so you know and if honestly if there's a guy and a girl that want to have consensual <laughs> friends with benefits yep find each other god yep. bless absolutely go with god have fun because there's <laughs> but, all kinds of relationships out there you can have all kinds of relationships in this Absolutely. like day and age, but if you want something that's a companionate, long-term relationship thing, then just don't even entertain the ones that are, right. you know, coming on with a sexual innuendo, like message number two. We don't have to explain it. We don't have to fix it. We don't have to change them. We don't have exactly. to educate them. We just block them. You know, I just Move can't on. imagine. I just laugh thinking. Oh, I'll, I'll show you my phone when we get done. Okay. And you can, you oh can take a look. I can't imagine. And I can't imagine just even dealing. I'd be like, next, next. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just, like you said, there's a lot of next going on. Cut the beginning. If you can tell right away, why bother? Yeah. No offense. Bye. Yeah. Not even no offense. Yeah. Fence. Just, yeah. <laughs> I have offended. Go away. <laughs> like, yeah, don't I'm, ever call me again. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. But, but like, again, I just want women to take control of their dating yes. experience. Yeah. You know, and this is why I don't, you know, part of that too is like, are we victimizing ourselves by just, you know, engaging that? That might mean you swipe left. Right. If, if people who don't know dating apps, that means a no. On 99% of the people, and that's fine. And then we leave open the possibility of the ones that seem decent. (laughs) And then we go from there. 
So I, I like I said, I've, I've never used a dating app in my life. I don't even, I think I might have gazed upon one once. But I feel like with all the dating apps, and then I'm just going to say it, with the porn right at everybody's fingertips, I mean, some of the conversations I've had with men in my life, I'm like, you know that these things aren't real, right? Like, right. women are never going to do these things. That was on a video you watch. So how do people respond to that? I mean, are you seeing, like, where guys have these expectations because of the things they've seen on movies and whatever, and then the women are stuck, like, um, not real? Well, that's interesting. I don't, you know, there are people that coach folks who have dealt with somebody with like a porn addiction or a spouse or a partner who has that. But um, a lady that I love, she's a psychotherapist named Esther Perel. Highly recommend for anybody who's listening. Um, She's got a lot of good work on this. And one of the problems, it's not just that the porn acts Mm -hmm. are not real right <laughs> or not day to day you know <laughs> how do you midwestern off, right? like got exactly. three kids from school and you know yeah um but the problem maybe the bigger problem with porn is that when men engage with porn their needs are satisfied with no objection no return you yeah. know conversation and like that's not how actual relationships work right and so it's not just the sexual part of porn it's the you know, if a man or a woman mm-hmm. can just have a fantasy right. relationship mm-hmm. or faux relationship or TV <laughs> computer right. relationship, uh, yo, that is not, you know, day to day life with actual humans has yeah. some ups and downs and some tensions and right. some repair and some other things. So, yeah, that's um, not going to translate into real life very well. No, no, not at all. And so I'm just curious. And again, I don't know. I mean, do guys feel bad about anything in the dating world or they're just like, whatever, next chick? I mean, I'm just curious because we carry so much weight as women through our days and our lives. And it's like, dudes, do you feel the same way we do about dating? Yeah, I think some men do, I think. But I don't haven't seen that to be (laughs) the majority experience. I mean, but here's the thing. And again, I am making a blanket statement. Mm -hmm. I'm going to own that I'm making a blanket statement. But most every woman I know, mm-hmm. literally almost every woman I know, in fact, if not every woman I know, is on a constant course of self-improvement, therapy, coaching, books, podcasts, yep. <laughs> improvement, improvement, getting over hard times, mm-hmm. setting goals for the future. Yeah. I have you're married. Yeah. All of the women, all mm-hmm. of the time. We always think we got to be better. And, you know, that's a whole different conversation. We could have another time. Yeah. <laughs> but... Many men that I have personally met or that I know women who are mm-hmm. dating and, you know, I'll like, hey, how's it going? How, why'd you get divorced or whatever? Well, my ex-wife cheated on me. She was an alcoholic and she stole the money. And I'm like, oh, OK, good. How's have you like gone to therapy mm-hmm. for that? Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I'm like, OK, no, <laughs> yeah. um, no. And you got to fix that before you try to meet somebody else. Yeah. So guys don't want to do as much fixing. They Darn don't want to do a, not all the guys. I no. know some of the guys. And if they say they went to therapy, I'm like front of the line, front of the line. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I would love if men and, and your male brothers and your male colleagues and your male friends, I mean, the, it's worth it to do yeah. that inner inquiry mm-hmm. um, because the the pain shows and it doesn't make for good relationships. Exactly. You, know? you got to kind of fix yourself and love yourself. That whole thing is real. Yeah. And having a new relationship just, you know, it's like paying whack-a-mole. Like the shit's going to come up eventually. So <laughs> you, you, you might as well just work on it now right. so that your next thing 
is a good thing. That's right. Or the thing after that or the one after that. Yes, absolutely. Do you believe that there is somebody out there for everybody? I don't know. I don't know if I even like that question because not everybody wants to have somebody. You are absolutely right. There are so many people that are happy by themselves. My mom, who's elderly... She dated an old friend a long time ago when they were like in their 60s and he wanted to marry her. And she was like, I am not marrying you. We are not living together. Yeah. And thank God they did not because they're both happy the way they are. Yes. You know? And yeah. I'm like, praise be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And there she... might be 10 people for everybody. And the person that would have been for me at 25 is not the person for me at 45. Oh, so... my gosh. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, right? I don't, I don't like that question. I Sorry. think it's like you got to find <laughs> the right person for you at the stage and time that you're at. And yeah. Um, you know, you're right. You're totally 50 right. 50 and post-divorce is different than 20 and you oh know, my bright-eyed. And you're so different. I mean, every decade, right? You're a radically different person, I would like to think, than you were when you were 20 or 30 or 40. So because you keep changing and evolving. Yeah. And I will add, so my one piece of dating advice, because I just talked to another woman on a podcast about this who's like in her 50s, divorced from a narcissist after 30 years, and she's every date she goes on, she wants to know if she's going to marry the guy. And I was like, hold on. Hold Whoa. on a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. Step one have oh, coffee yeah <laughs> Step, this is, so here's my you guys get this my takeaway for the show level one are you a good human like that's my first inquiry yep, are like you a good it. cammy you good human okay I Check. Like it. let's be friends on facebook <laughs> yep uh number two are you somebody that i might like to be friends with because i think huge. a lot of people skip the friendship part with the people they want to build a relationship with long term do you know how important that is it's the most important I think that's what makes the difference. My first marriage, we weren't friends. My second yeah. marriage, we are the best of friends. Totally makes all the difference. Huge difference. Yeah. I'm finally friends with my ex-husband after oh, we've good. been divorced for six years. So I would recommend good person. Okay, good person. Be Number friends two, with him. Be friends. Okay. Is this somebody I'd want to be friends with? Do I enjoy spending time with them? And then three, mm-hmm. at some point, do I want to smush my face against their face? Right. That's all. Right. But, like, we don't need to go to, are we getting married and, like, going to live together? You know, like, yeah, we have a coffee, we have one drink, we go home, and then we, you know, we say, do we want to do that again? Yeah, exactly. And so we only need to decide, like, an hour or two at a time. That makes it we don't so need to easy. make it so much easier and so much less stress. We don't need to make it so complicated. Right. I love that. That is so easy. Just go. Do you click? Are you listening, Ryan? Yeah, Ryan, are you listening? Uh-huh. He said yes. Okay, <laughs> I will vouch. Ryan is a very good friend, mm-hmm. and he's a very good human. So, ladies, I'm just saying, Yeah, if you want to smush your face with Ryan, I got his number. <laughs> yeah. But so this is also interesting to me. So besides dating, um, you do other relationships. So do you have married couples come to you and ask for help or maybe individually? Do yeah, I, I actually have some good colleague, uh, coaching colleagues that do specific marriage, ther- you know, count, oh, uh, coaching with couples okay. individually and together. I okay. have so far mostly worked with just half of the couple, which mm-hmm. would be the woman, but I always like to say I'm a dating and relationship coach. And so that means if you're a woman who is, you know, struggling with those familial, you know, family of origin relationships, call me. I love that stuff. (laughs) Or if you're a woman, another thing I've seen a lot of women in midlife, I don't know if you've experienced this, but, you know, 40, 45, 50, sometimes our friendships change. The friends that we've had for 20, 30 years, I was in their, you know, went to college together. I was in their wedding. They were in my wedding, da, 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 da. And then 30 years go by, you're like... You know, so there's some loss and grief and change around um, friendships and how do I make new friends? Um, I love that kind of stuff. You know, if you might come in with some work, angst or situation, oh, my boss, my coworker, my colleague, my whoever, you know, so all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Any relationship. Again, it's just the same 
stuff wearing a different outfit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right? You just don't want to smush your face with some of these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a relationship, right? Oh, my gosh. I've even, everything is relationships. I said on another um, call I did recently, like, the relationship I'm going to work on this year for me personally is my relationship with my money. Ah, okay. I that's like another, that. that's hey. been kind of a neglected relationship. I've just Ooh. been on set it and forget it. But this year, I'm going to be making out with my money. I like that. I may join you and make out yeah, with my money, I got too. some good resources for that. <laughs> okay, so. I like that a lot. Yeah. So do you have any great success stories you'd like to share with us? Oh, my gosh, success stories. Well, I don't know about the success stories because I don't want to take credit sure, for the success sure. stories. Um, but, like, one gal comes to mind. She was engaged about a year ago, got disengaged. <laughs> Came to coaching, Whoops. <laughs> yeah. learned a lot of new skills and tools, and is now reengaged to the same person to get married and, you know, move oh, forward. So, okay, well, that's a good story. Um, yeah, and sometimes... So they figured it out. Yeah, and, and it's, the, again, I just want to emphasize, too, sometimes the, the success is not getting the relationship. Mm -hmm. It's the personal growth. It's the confidence. It's the connectedness. It's the calmness. Like, mm -hmm. I would say I am my own success story. Mm -hmm. So instead of having super high peaks and super low valleys and feeling anxious in my marriage or dating or relationships. I'm right. now like, there's some, you know, a little bit of hills and a little bit of valleys, but you know, I save the big stuff for the big stuff and don't feel yeah. like I got to check my phone every five seconds if, you know, see what's going on. So right. I think I am my actual best success story. <laughs> Love it. Congratulations. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, I just feel, I mean, I've been on this planet for about 55 years and I always laughed at that adage of, you have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. And I was like, uh, whatever. But it took me a long time to really love myself. And I feel that now that I really like who I am, it's like that it helps me in my, all of my relationships. Yeah. I just feel more open and more sure about things. And I don't know if you, what do you think about that adage? Just, do you like that one? <laughs> Is that another one? Like, no. Nah. Well, the, the, the parallel would be something like you need to heal yourself before you try to get in a relationship with somebody else. Yeah. And so I've heard different I experts guess, yeah. comment on the same thing. Yeah. I think working towards that was helpful because, you know, when you're trying to fill those holes with somebody else's affection, if mm -hmm. you don't get the affection that day, then the hole is not going to be filled. So exactly. that, that work is always an inside job. Again, like one of my coaches says, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you know. It's me. Yeah. It's so myself. If, you're, if you're feeling that your self uh, your anxiety or your self-worth or the, the mood of your day mm -hmm. depends on your husband, your mom, your coworker, your kid, your friend. You got some work to do on the inside yeah. because that does you're not. You're doing it wrong. Well, yeah. you're not. You're doing the you're doing what you're doing. You're doing the best that you can. True. But it doesn't need to be like that. Right. You can be in a good, bad, whatever mood, regardless of how the people are operating around you. So that is another thing. I would share with you as a learning is that we are taught, mm -hmm. especially as young girls, don't hurt so and so. Paige, you took Cammie's toy on the playground, you hurt her feelings. Right. But what we know now as we get older is that all of us have our own thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And I'm not in charge of yours. That's right. And I would not deliberately be mean to you, but even if I got here a minute late, you know, mm -hmm. I you get to have your thoughts and feelings. Right. Exactly. And I don't have to control them. Exactly. And so when we stop acting in a way to control how you will think and feel about me. Mm -hmm. mm. Right. We're, I mean, just, woof, you can finally start breathing. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Well, we're running close to our time, but I want to go back over your three points of a good date. Like you said, 
Just well, in case this you're is, tuning in. Yes. If, so what I would say is if you're meeting somebody and deciding if you're interested, your first inquiry is, is this a good human? Right. Your second inquiry is, do I like them as a friend? Right. Let's go bowling or play pickleball or watch a movie. And yeah. number three, then do I have some interest in them, you know, physical intimacy? Um, but my, you know, sort of dating advice, I always suggest don't start with a first date. You're just starting with a meetup. Yeah, a meetup. Just meet call up. it a meetup. You're just having a cup of hour. Yeah. Hour vibe check because you don't need dinner. You don't need to dress up. It doesn't need to be fancy. Just a vibe check. Uh, I always think of it like a work meeting, to be honest with you. Like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't meet you before I got here, but we chatted yeah. and it's fine. And I can talk to anybody for an hour and I'm going to meet a good person. And I just don't have a lot of expectations that I need to know if I'm going to marry this person. Then exactly. you do that. If it's, a, if it's a hard no, then it's a no. Right. If it's anything else, it's a soft maybe. Yeah, I like that and too. And then we go again and have one more hour. And try it again. And, and then we have maybe another there. hour. Yeah. And, just, and if you've done that a bunch of times, maybe you're going to be dating after yeah. three months. But yeah. And who knows? Just take it step by step. Yeah. I, I preach the gospel of slow dating and okay. not rushing in and like looking for that everything person that you've known for, you know, three and a half minutes. Yes. I love all of this. So tell us really quick, what is a good, what is your website? Uh, PageDemcCoaching.com. I'm on the socials at Dating Coach Page or Page MC Coaching. I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere. And actually, if anybody's listening in or around the Omaha area, I'm doing a free dating chat for women on Sunday oh. from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I'm going to leave here and go finalize the location. But go on my website. Or not on my website. It's on my Facebook. You can find it there. And, that's and it's on Eventbrite. Oh, Eventbrite. And that's this Sunday, 11 to 1. Yes. I'm calling it like No Cupid, Just Coaching, A Galentine's <laughs> Gathering. So oh, if you it. are a woman who wants some help with your dating or relationships, dating relationships, come and see me. All right. Perfect. Got a phone number you can share? Uh, no, I don't. I haven't answered my phone in like... <laughs> Five here. I don't want. No, I don't. Okay, um, no. so men, if you're going to want to date Paige, don't call you go her. find me on the socials, or I have an email is page dot m dot dempsey at gmail dot com. But uh, no, I love it, and I'm going to look at your messages and find out why here. And just yeah, it sounds good. All right, well, Paige Dempsey, everybody, look her up online for relationship and coaching. Thank you so much, Paige. That was. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. This is the program where we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And this is the Radio Talking Book Network in Omaha, Nebraska. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 50 years. Radio Talking Book is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of Nebraska Public Media. Thank you all for being loyal Radio Talking Book listeners and supporters.